1: Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au
0: Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver.
1: Hello and welcome to Off the Bench for another week. Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby with you on your Saturday, wherever you are in the beautiful state of Western Australia. Plenty has happened throughout the week. We're about to break it down over the next
0: 30 or so minutes as I welcome you in, Paul Hazelby. Yeah, good day, Beaver. Look, a week is a long time in footy, they say, but a week is even longer in this coronavirus time because given where we've come from over the last six weeks, things are changing rapidly from a sport perspective. The government met yesterday. The cabinet had their big meeting and sport will resume in time. We're still not really clear on all the details with it. But the positive thing is, Beef, we'll be talking about footy, we'll be talking about NRL before we know it. I guarantee that. When are we coming back? Oh, I don't know, but we're definitely coming back. That's the message we're getting from
1: just about every sporting organisation. But before we do anything else, I want to get into this.
0: The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step.
1: Yes, don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial before you dig inquiry. Normally we don't do the dig off the top, haze, but I want to throw you the new ball. It a very sad piece of
0: news happened late in the week. It was. Bryce Cotton has departed Perth. He's departed Western Australia. It is a tragic circumstance, but he is the first big casualty, I guess, of the coronavirus situation here in Australian sport. But I want to have a dig at the NBL. Now, the NBL have gone far too early with their call for tiered pay cuts to all of their players. 50% was the expectation that Bryce Cotton had to wear. And when you look at some of the other competitions around the world in basketball, there's more money that he can earn. So clearly, I don't believe he'll be the first to leave. But given that basketball nearly got their complete season through and given where we are today, now they made these tiered reduction in payments about three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. By the time we get round to October, When their season starts, a lot of water would have gone under the bridge and I reckon things won't be as bad as they probably predicted. I do understand you've got to get on the front foot and you've got to do something. But 50% for a sport that's going to go through, I believe, less affected than any other, I think was too much too soon. And now they run the risk of losing the momentum because he won't be there and there'll be other stars that depart the NBL competition for that reason. It's
1: interesting because I remember having this exact same thought when it came to Cricket Australia uh, and, and particularly the Wacker. I'm going, hang on. You didn't lose any games. You didn't lose what? what, What's cricket losing? And essentially, I know the uh, NBL lost a couple of games worth of crowd revenue, and obviously the two games that were cancelled at the end of the finals. But other than that, they haven't lost much. Now I don't know where their revenue comes from uh, in terms of percentages and how much of it comes through this off-season period. But the players uh, pay them. The difference
0: is on that is the cricketers. None of the cricketers have been stood down. Their pays are still the same. Mm. It's all the peripheral Peripheral staff staff. that's Mm. involved with that. In basketball, you've only got 10 on the roster and a 50% haircut for the main stars of the competition that drag people through the turnstiles I thought was a bit much. We might
1: have to uh, chat a little bit more about Bryce Cotton a little bit later on in the program. But I want to take a dig at not the AFL players and not the AFL, but people ringing up to various talkback shows around the country and taking pot shots at the players now. This is the reason why. Are they paid an exorbitant amount of money? In some cases, yes. Do some of them endear themselves to the public? No. Some of them don't. Some of them come across as contrived. But a lot do a lot and, but, but a lot of them are doing the right thing. A lot of them have no issues taking the cut. But here's the reality, A's. The AFL comes to them and says, here's our hub proposal. We want you to spend potentially up to five months out of five months and one week away from your family. And the players have gone back and said, can our families come? Mm. This is what's called a negotiation. If anybody comes to you at your work and says, we want you to do X, Y, Z, that is above and beyond or different to whatever your normal uh, circumstances of employment are, you're entitled to ask a question.
0: As simple as, can my family come? Yeah, look, last week I sat here with a dig and I had a dig (laughs) at the players not going back. But I don't think we were expecting 20 weeks Mm. in a hub scenario. I think we were looking at eight weeks and we're all like, toughen up, the players can do that. I think they're entitled, as you said, to negotiate, to throw up the reason around their families coming in and out so that they can have a chance to have some normality in their life. But I also want to dig the AFL because did they need to come out so strong with that? Did they need to go 20 weeks with their initial consultation with the AFL players, because we got, got them offside really, really quickly, and given the news yesterday, we may have a scenario where we don't even go to hubs. That the governments from each state allow us to fly all around the countryside. A lot has changed in three days, and I think the AFL went in too strong. I, I can see why they did it, because they need to plan
1: for a worst-case scenario. I and mean, who knows? Maybe in two weeks' time, we're not even having this conversation. Plenty more still to come here on Off The Bench. We're going to uh, take a little bit of a look at some of the media personalities that may have just fluffed their lines a little bit during the week, a little bit later on as well, Hayes. Now, I'm not going to play the one that you messed up earlier in the week, so don't worry about that. This <laughs> is Off The Bench. Off The Bench with Paul Hazelbean
0: and Rob Beaver.
1: Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby with you. We spoke a little bit off the top, Hayes, uh, regarding the news that Bryce Cotton has opted out of his contract with the Perth Wildcats. So you had a little bit of a dig at the NBL saying maybe they should have left it up to the clubs individually to look at their salary cap and say, uh, look, every club needs to make whatever the the cut is, a 25%, 40% cut to their cap, however you choose to do it is on you, but uh, at the end of the day, the way that it's worked out, Bryce Cotton announced he is walking out of his contract to do what is best for his family. Sad news for the Perth Wildcats for a guy that's been instrumental to the last five years.
0: Is it 100% done though? Like, yes, he's, he's, he's taken up that opt-out clause, but he had to do that right now, didn't he? So uh, May 4th was the deadline. Yeah, yes. it's not to say that he's got big offers on the table right now. No. Given the circumstances around coronavirus, there wouldn't be too many that are forthcoming. He can come back, can't he? If he doesn't make a decision or find the right deal to go overseas and play, it's not 100% done. But do you think he's a European player or can he get back into the NBA? I,
1: I think he's talented enough to be a European player. I think he's unselfish enough to be a European player. But the thing about European leagues is, generally speaking, they like everyone to do a little bit of everything. And Bryce is more than capable of playing a point. He's more of capable than scoring. He's more than capable of uh, even playmaking to a certain extent. But for all the Bl- Bryce's positive attributes... Defense is not his strongest one, which is why the Wildcats, a lot of the times, would have Damien Martin at the opposite guard slot to him when they were playing teams. The other thing about Bryce is that due to his height, and he's athletic, but he's not a rebounder in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Now, that's not going to necessarily differentiate him from a lot of other smaller guards, but I look at it and I go, what's the money difference between playing for a team in the NBL and playing for a team in Europe, And that just depends on where you land. If you lands with uh, Barcelona or Real Madrid, their basketball teams, there's probably a lot of money, but do you really want to go to Spain at a time like this is the mm. uh, decision that he'll have to weigh up. Ultimately, though, I think uh, if he decides to come back the, to the NBL, generally the Wildcats will hold on to his rights. So he has to come back to the Wildcats. Uh, I think at this stage, as you said, it's basically Bryce going, let me just see where things are at. Because the season's still another five or so months away. Uh, let's say it's four months before he has to report to training camp.
0: So going back a couple of months after they won the championship again, Terrico White, there was rumours about him wanting out, wanting to go to Southeast Melbourne with potentially a bigger contract offer there. Miles Plumley is the other import. The new rules state that the Wildcats can only have two. Yep. What do they need to do from here? Do they replace Bryce or do they just focus on keeping those two? Well, this is interesting
1: because essentially what, as you said, what's happening is that one of those import slots will be gone essentially to save money. You look at it and go, here's the problem that the Wildcats have. Damien Martin likely to retire. It has been reported uh, in the last couple of weeks through various media outlets that he will. Now, uh, to my knowledge, he hasn't come out and actually mm. said that to the media, but you've got a con- conversation where you go, we just lost the finals MVP. Bryce Cotton, our guard. Tariko White had a stinking patch towards the end of the season in the finals um, campaign. I don't think Tirico's the answer to replace Bryce. But then you go, well, we also need to keep Miles because Miles was the reason, arguably, we were able to take Mm. on Andrew Bogut and the Sydney Kings, and they got rid of Dario Hunt in the process of doing that. So I don't know where you go. If Tariko wants to leave, I think that's a godsend at this point, not because I think he's a bad player, but because I think it gives the Wildcats flexibility. Whether it's Bryce comes back, brilliant, we don't need to worry about Miles, because the two out of those three that you want to keep are Bryce. And Miles. Whether or not that's actually possible going forward, we're not sure.
0: It was the news we didn't want to hear, Bryce Cotton. It makes it hard for the Wildcats to to win another championship back-to-back-to-back, but... They're the, chi- they're the champs, aren't they, at finding the right people. But with COVID-19 out there affecting all leagues, it's going to make it more difficult for them to bring in the right player, particularly with the financial restrictions as well. And the other thing is you're not going to have as
1: much opportunity to scout a lot of these European and overseas players simply because there won't be games going on. This is Off The Bench. Rob Beaver and Paul Hayes will be with you. Plenty more still to come. Off the Bench
0: with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver.
1: Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver, Paul Hazelby with you now. Paul, uh, for those who don't know, people who work in radio, now I produce a program with you during the week. I'm obviously here with you on a Saturday. Things don't always go flawlessly, and this is why we've got Choices Flooring coming on as part of the program. Big uh, big props to Choices Flooring. For Off the Record, Choices Flooring, Floors for a Living Sale is now on. Now, people make mistakes, don't they, Hayes? Well, look, You've the been audience to out the there mistake. probably
0: knows that I get most of my words out all the time. i very clean, <laughs> sharp. No, that is not true. I make a lot of mistakes, people. There's no oh, not doubt a lot. about that. Not a lot. We do have to uh, pre-record some interviews because of the time difference here in the West. And uh, there are times that the words don't come out, the questions don't come out quite right. So I feel for whoever you're about to put under the pump. Well, I've got five. We can go five. So they're from all over the country.
1: Some of them are within our stable here at Crock Media. Some of them not. <laughs> But I want to start with this one because if you ever, you ever, particularly your partner or a mate or something, sometimes you get into the habit of saying, g'day, mate, or g'day, honey, g'day, sweetie, whatever name you have for your partner. Um, Damien Barrett, though, made the mistake of calling the biggest dog in the land, honey.
0: What do you think about King? We've we'll discussed this tweet? topic, haven't we, over the, over the journey, Honey? Uh, honey? Hachi? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He's done it again. <laughs> How would you it's feel about bad. calling Hachi Honey? Oh, uh, he's nothing like a honey, is he,
1: old big Hachi? Maybe a honey badger. Maybe <laughs> a honey badger. That might be right. Now, uh, other thing, of course, one of our partner stations over on the East Coast, uh, Jared Whateley, one of the, the coolest, he made a calmest. Well, not so much his mistake, but just, just have a listen and, and see what happened. In a language that they would understand. It's a little bit unclear whether I'm on air or not at the moment. Perhaps I could get a little indication from the studio. We, did, were we on air right from the start or should I start again? What do we think? Maybe I'll, I'll start again to see where we were. Okay. That begins from the premise. Just add again to me, John. Okay. We, we're having our issues. We'll go to a break, and then we'll reset and start properly in a moment. And that is why he gets paid the big bucks, just he to wade through. his way through. that. That is a duck on water, isn't it? Hey, underneath, that's smart. I might use that in the future. Underneath, the legs are going, but on the top, cool, calm, and collected on the service. Now, we also do a quiz on our program uh, during the week that you are an expert at. Now, we've had some funny answers over our time, but... Uh, Tim Watson made uh, the mistake of just the classic quiz mistake of giving away the answer in the question.
0: Seven goals. Kyle Hooker's going to join us at about 8.40 this morning over there in WA's at the Family Vineyard in the Swan Valley. Which state does he hail from? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you've done that. I don't I'm know. pretty Is sure that, you've done that once. Does
0: that give it away? Not what? to
1: Victorians. No, but he's over there in WA at the Family Vineyard. What state does he hail from? Did he from? say
0: WA? Yeah, listen, listen. I thought he said Swan Carl Valley. Carl
1: Hooker's going to join us
0: at about 8.40 this morning over there in WA. Okay. He's at the Family Vineyard My in bad. the Swan Valley. Which state does he hail well, from? not as
1: bad as Tim Watson. He's the one that made the original mistake. Now, Billy Brownless, polished, polished media presenter, but sometimes numbers are hard.
0: Number 16th pick in the 2011 National Draft. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Brown. I saw that one on TV. Yeah, yeah, you that saw that one. Funny. Had a good chuckle to that one, did you have? What's next? What's now, next? before
1: we go, this is the last one. This is a former Fremantle Dockers coach, Ross Lyon. Let's just have a listen.
0: Matthew Drone was very good, and he identified why we go after Brian Peak. On the outside, our speed, we weren't a very quick team, so we went the line breaker in, in uh, Brett Peak. So he, he played a very good 2010. Did I say Brian? Brian. Yeah, player. I was actually. His <laughs> father was handy. <laughs> yep. Brian Peake
1: was pretty handy he back in his very day, wasn't handy. he? How many times do father and sons get mixed up? Oh, I get Silvani it with my daughters The amount of
0: times I call my daughters the opposite name <laughs> And my mum I used to get frustrated with my mum doing the same thing She'd yeah. say three names before she'd get to mine oh, hundred, get How many older siblings brothers. do you have? How many? Three others Yeah, so
1: I'm, I'm one of three and it's the same thing It's mm-hmm. just a rotation of name from oldest to youngest And eventually the parent gets the right name The funniest thing I now do it all
0: the time Is there one for me that have I made yeah, any bloopers? There, there is Come one on, for you Give the audience a taste My only ever blooper Welcome to Sports Day. Paul Hazeby and Carl Langdon with you today. Big show coming your way. Andrew Bensley to join us and also the great Gary Banakanara. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Banakanara. That's right. Uh, that's what have... I
1: used to call him, the Banakanara. Yeah, and do you know what the problem is? That was about the fifth attempt at saying Banakanara as well. We're not going to go through the rest. We don't have time. But that was off the record for Choices Flooring. Uh, Choices Flooring Floors for Living Sale is on now. Enjoy big savings on carpet, hard flooring, blinds and rugs. Uh, remind. Under, of course, Choices Flooring. The Floors for Living Sale is now on, Hayes. We might bring that back next week. Really enjoyed that. Uh, hopefully nobody picks up on the mistakes that I make, though. I don't want those highlighted. Plenty more still to come here on Off the Bench. Off the Bench with
0: Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver.
1: Welcome back to Off the Bench, Rob Beaver, Paul Hazelby. Before we go, we don't often talk a lot of rugby league on this program, Hayes, and uh, look... I think we need to because the NRL, in a lot of ways, is trailblazing the return to sport for major sporting codes in this country but not without some of their own issues and that a lot of them have popped up.
0: List them for us. I love them. I love them. Peter Volandis has fought really hard. He's got in there and the survival of his sport has depended on his actions and they went hard, they went early, they got criticism, but now – everything is just starting to fall into place for them to return to rugby on the 28th of May. Today it was the Premier of Queensland that said she will give permission for the Queensland teams to start training and to cross the border without going into quarantine in New South Wales. That is positive. There is a pay dispute that continues on but all the players have said they'll rock up to training next Monday and hopefully the NRL is forthcoming with a lot of the details around the quarantine rules and regulations and they sought that pay dispute out, then everything is on track. The broadcasters are there, Foxtel, Channel Nine, the Landy's. They did lose Todd Greenberg a couple of weeks ago who departed from that position. But yeah, they have fought hard and I think right now you'd have to say they're gonna win. I think ultimately they will, but let's be honest.
1: The games need to be played first. We need to get confirmation that these games are going to play because we can put dates in paper. We can do all these things. But as we said earlier in the show, it seems like in the space of three days, everything changed. So who knows what's going to happen going forward? Look, I love the fact that the players have said, we'll we'll rock up on Monday. Now, some people might go, that's, that's almost a threat. That's, you know, mm. we won't do anything beyond that. You're not promising anything beyond that. But compare that to the AFL. We've got a standstill sort of situation where the players are going, we're not doing anything until we know exactly what's happening. And the NRL players are going, look, We understand, it seems like from an outsider's point of view, we understand that the sport is in dire straits. Let's just get back on and figure it out. And if we do the right thing by you, we believe that you'll do the right thing by us. So maybe the AFL players need to take a look at themselves. As much as I stuck up for them earlier in the show, maybe there's a little something to this. The AFL players just need to go, look, we will go and do these hubs. If it's 20 weeks, it's 20 weeks we will figure that out with our clubs, whether that's a situation where you go, right, that three-week preseason block, stay at home and do that and then fly out for five weeks at the game. Or maybe you do the first six weeks and you come back two weeks early. I don't know how the AFL players and the clubs can sort this out, but the NRL seem and I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, a hell of a lot more organised and direct with what their messaging is at the moment.
0: You mentioned it off the top about the negotiation. That's all this is. But sometimes these pay negotiations normally take three to six months Mm. to get through. But you're asking in this environment for both parties to try to come to common ground within a week. And, look, the media flow has been amazing. All of a sudden, everyone's blaming the players, everyone's blaming the AFL, the NRL. Two days later, the rhetoric changes. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> negotiation takes place. There's a bit of uh, toing and froing. Yep, we understand that. We'll give you a bit more here. This is how it works. And then, more often than not, we're getting to a scenario where all parties are happy, and that is a negotiation. Ultimately, you look at it and you go, this
1: is no different to buying a house, hmm. buying a car, um, having conversations more broadly about employment in any capacity, or it's as simple as a negotiation on something like Gumtree. You never believe that someone's first offer is their best offer. And ultimately, all you're doing is asking a question. Now, sometimes these things, as you say, get drawn out, and they may take months and months, but we don't have the luxury of time. So somebody's going to need to give a little bit here, and I don't know who will give first, the players or the AFL, because the players want to get paid, and they want to get paid as, much as, sorry, as close to 100% of their salary as possible. But I think the AFL as a league stands to lose more than the players individually in this circumstance. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. And that's all we've got time for this week on Off The Bench. Hayes, thank you once again for your contributions. Good work, Beaver. Looking forward to a few more muck-ups during the week next week and we'll get those on air here on Off The Bench. Hope you've enjoyed it as well. We'll be back next week.